Blog Talk Radio. From blustery Western Pennsylvania in Studio B, it's Week 11, Rick, the Asylum Fantasy Sports Inside Slant. Welcome to the Slant. We are Fligger and Brig. Welcome into the Asylum. It's snow is blowing. Old. I mean, I went and got up yesterday, Mr. Fligger, at 4.30. That's ridiculous. Because I had to go to uh, Pittsburgh, as you well know. But anyway, I left about 5 o'clock, 57 degrees. Yeah, it was and, one of those weird days. Yeah, it was 57 degrees, and by 2 o'clock, it was like 32, snowing, wind blowing. And I'll tell you what, you just never know what you're going to get in, in Western oh, PA. Always, I tell you what, it's all across the, the, the Midwest, all the way to the East Coast. You know, I thought, I thought we'd start the conversation there, Rick, this morning. I'm curious about we, – we've made the mistake in the past by overreacting to weather and what their impact's going to be on a football game, especially in terms of a passing game and fantasy stats. They're calling some, for some real high winds in Cleveland when we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're, they're talking about rotten weather all across all the cities where you might expect rotten weather this morning. I think we've drastically – I think in San Francisco there's concerns with New England. I guess it's going to just rain from the ground up out in San Francisco today. We react at all whatsoever. You know, there's some questions in the mailbag that I think are worth discussing where the weather might be the last factor. Is, is this anything you factor in whatsoever at this point? Oh, sometimes you do, obviously. I mean, you get places like Buffalo and, you know, Green Bay and so forth as the season progresses. You can get some really nasty weather. It really starts impacting kickers. And, and sure, it does imp- impact the passing game somewhat, but, uh, you know, we've seen many great passing days in horrible weather before. Right. I mean, these guys are professionals. And when it gets right down to it, I mean, it depends, I guess, on who you're going against. I mean, if you're, you know, maybe Kirk Cousins down in Jacksonville a certain day, and who knows, you know, you pick somebody playing up in a 40-mile-an-hour blustery buffalo or something like that, yeah, maybe that comes into mind. But am I going to tempt talk? Uh, yeah bench tom brady ever no so i mean i can't say it, it's a lot of impact but certainly some yeah and i i guess it becomes and in, in, i don't know rain i almost don't even consider rain anymore unless the wind's blowing 50 with miles those gloves hour. that they have oh, yeah. i mean no i they don't might play better in the rain the ball doesn't stick quite <laughs> bad. they can m- maneuver it around a little bit so I think we'll see in the mailbag as we go through, Rick, that becomes a factor, and we'll discuss that as it goes. So as we head into week week 11, you know, we, we talked about Thursday, the, the bye week hell being over. I'll tell you what, there's less teams, but there's some significant teams on a bye this week. So so don't forget, check your lineups, Broncos, Chargers, Falcons, Jets. There is some fantasy talent of note in, in that list. And I know I struggled yeah. to put a couple of lineups together this week. So keep an eye on that as it wraps up. Although if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, we've got bye weeks through week 13 this year, which is just absolutely absurd to me. It is. I, I we've talked about this before. Why can't they just have 
week eight, nine, something like that, half the teams are off, then half the teams are off, and you're done. Get it over Imagine with. Imagine the fun that would be. <laughs> Ooh, boy. For <laughs> setting fantasy lineups. If you nailed down a win both those weeks, count yourself Oh, yeah. Blessed. You're, you're way out ahead. You'd see lineups with two, three players, and it would be a lot of fun. So I think we need to add, if Roger's listening, I know he's a little busy on Sunday morning. I know he's big on Thursday on the Arena Sports Network. I don't know how much slant he takes in, but if you're listening, Rods, let's get this done. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm not sure that he even uh, does a whole lot on Sunday except listen to the asylum. Oh, really? Maybe just go to a luxury bar. I mean, what's he to do? Well, The games are scheduled. Nothing's happening. There's nothing he can do about it. Exactly. And he goes and and finds the rare owner that enjoys his company, and he goes and hangs out in their box. In a bad gig if you can get it, I guess. The thing is, you know, I let's send an invitation to him. Call into the asylum on Sunday morning. Six four six 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 eight eight four eight eight. Roger, give That's us right. a ring. Come on, Roger. Six four six 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 eight eight four eight eight. And we'll we'll be nice. We promise. Right. We're, we're we'll even delay Jersey if he calls in, <laughs> and Jersey will understand. Oh, absolutely. Maybe Jersey wants to talk to Roger. We could do that. Yeah, we we could certainly it. facilitate that. I think we can take up to three callers at once. So, yeah. So we'll get them on there. Yeah, we'll get them on there. All right, so let's get into just a few headlines. I'll tell you what, there's not a lot of injury news this week of note, Rick. We talked a lot about Thursday, Jared Goff getting the start for the Rams versus the Dolphins. Oh, let's, I want to, oh, before go ahead. we get into that, Do it. for the mailbag, callers, chat room, anything, don't ask me a question about Jay Cutler, <laughs> ever, again, okay? <laughs> Never, again. I, I recommend him over no one. Uh, uh, well, yeah, that, that's that's number one, obvious. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I was reflecting on that and thinking, man, we really screwed the pooch last week, and Briggs just botched it to to the nth degree, and you did. But I went back and just sort of read. You know, if you just go out on a Sunday morning, the people that we follow and that follow us on Twitter tend to most all be associated. You know, thousands of people associated with fantasy football and jay cutler was bandied about it's one of those ones not normally company i want to be it just tells you how ridiculous it was that jay cutler performed that badly the way that matchup had set up the way he had played the week prior just how absolutely ridiculous it is and what it becomes is he's just a total and absolute head case and you 100 percent can never trust him there is every possibility, Rick, he goes out and throws for 310 and three touchdowns this week. There is also every possibility that he has Chicago Bears fan longing for the good old days of week 10 when he didn't turn the ball over six times. You just don't know who this head case is any given week. No, and when you start getting called out in the locker room. That's bad. After, let's face it, it was a fairly inspiring performance against what everybody thought was a pretty doggone good defense at Minnesota. Moved to football, you know, an inferior team, brought him to victory. And, I mean, he was fist-pumping. He just looked – how do you go from that right. to, like, the most disinterested head case in the world in one week? Yeah, it, it's absolutely unbelievable. Even you, you go back to week nine and they talk about this inspirational speech he gave in the locker room pregame went out and backed it up and everything flowed on offense there. And then just in one week for it to completely 180, this guy, you know, we were, don't ask how, but before we went on the air, we, we had a long discussion of Washington state quarterbacks, you know, and the name Ryan Leaf came up. And, and this is a guy who just managed to stay in the league. He was just good enough with, with 
in Denver, I guess, and get one big contract. But this guy's Ryan Lee. He was San Diego. Oh, you're talking about, I'm talking Cutler, about Cutler, in Cutler. Denver, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. This guy's Ryan Leaf. You know, it, just a head case. Something, something's going on there. He thinks he's bigger than the game. I just, I can't wrap my mind around it whatsoever. I know he's somewhere. I think in between Ryan Leaf and Jeff George. Yeah. You know, all the skills in the world and the head somewhere in between Leaf and George. Not quite as, as schizophrenic as Leaf, yeah. but, uh, you know, a little more arrogant, I think, even than Jeff George was. Yeah, we, we made the comparison to Jeff George on Thursday. If you haven't listened to the show, go back and check that out at AsylumFantasySports.com. And where George would go through stretches where he all right, he's turning around, and, and everybody, you know, from, from folks in the know in the NFL to the media to folks who do what we do, for years, you didn't give up on this cat. You were enamored with him. It's the big arm, and you see the throws he could make. And same thing with same thing with Jay Cutler. Yeah, he's got that million dollar billion dollar arm, but just something in the head, and it no triggers, no warning. You don't know what it is that's going to make it go away at any given point. It's just just wow. So yeah, I hope we get about seventy Jay Cutler questions just to taunt you, but I can't imagine we're going to get a serious one from here on out. No, I, I agree. But, you know, all the talk, you know, before the pregame, Rick, and, and coming on, you know, we were talking about the Washington State quarterbacks and so forth, and then I brought up the name. There is no name in the history of NCAA football that was cooler than Sonny Six Killer. That, that's a, I, I, was, I was unfamiliar with Mr. Six Killer, yeah. but I am now a big fan. I am a big fan. Yeah. That's a man, right? There's yeah. no way that's just not a real he man. Was, <laughs> yes, he was a member of the Cherokee Nation, and he quarterbacked uh, the Washington Huskies back in, uh, I think it was like 69, 70, 71, you know, like those three years, somewhere in, in that era. And, uh, I mean, I can remember him. I was just, I wasn't even in high school yet. And, you know, he'd be on these magazine covers and everything. Sonny Six Killer, man. Everybody loves Sonny well, Six Killer. I don't know how you couldn't, just based on name alone. If he couldn't throw a lick, which I'm guessing if he had playing D1 quarterback, he could. He couldn't throw a, a lick, a guy named Six Killer. You you respect that man. Oh, yeah, no so doubt about it. Look, he was, uh, he was all-conference in basketball as well at Washington. Well, I wouldn't post up a guy named Six Killer. I just give him the rim. I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you, he can have the rim. I'm not stepping yeah. in there. He was an all-conference pitcher. Oh, I mean, wow. this kid was I mean, he was like a modern-day Jim Thorpe. Yeah, that's what he it really was. was. Yeah. yeah. What what a cool name. The, the, it was. the tangents we get on even before we get on the air. See, this is sometimes we do this to prove it's not shtick when we get on the air. <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah. It, and somehow we were talking about what annoyed Rick this morning, and it led to Johnny Six Killer. In Sonny. Sonny Six Sonny Killer. Six Killer. In, less than, right. in less than nine minutes, because that's how long, that's how soon I got into the studio this morning. So <laughs> in nine minutes, we got there and had to cut that conversation short. For this great fantasy football action, let's get into it. Jared Goff starting for the Rams today versus the Dolphins. Look, I have no expectations for this kid. I'm not sure if he. If he's that bad, we, we've talked about this a hundred times. What I want to talk about, Rick, probably the only viable fantasy option, even you know, take Todd Gurley out at this point, but we're going to talk about him a little later. But Kenny Britt's been a guy who's been pretty defendable, defensible flex play, right? You, you can put him in there every week and feel Certainly. pretty good. I, I, he's, I'm going to tip my hand on my very top sit this week is going to be Kenny Britt. Cause I'm not even sure if Jared Goss going to be able to get the ball over the line of scrimmage today. 
It's it's hard to say. I mean, you talk about a recipe for eight in the box and make the new kid beat you. I'm not certain. I'm not certain that I will definitively agree with you on that. I mean, I, I have a feeling they may just throw everything. It could be a lot of blitz packages as well. You could be right that way. But, um, you know, I, I think first and foremost are going after Todd Gurley. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Kenny Brick could be the recipient of, you know, a few passes. Maybe. And maybe he breaks one, you know, free on his own. I guess you hope for that. Maybe that can happen. But I, I, I'm going to be watching this interested for this reason. Well, he had the pedigree coming in. There's a reason he goes oh, ahead of Carson Wentz. And, and I don't think there wasn't the Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf debate on this. We sort of recreated that, right? I don't think it was. Jared Goff was clearly the number one guy for most experts. And I'm no expert, so I'm just basing this anecdotally on what I heard from the experts. And it was pretty much locked locked in that Jared Goff was going to be one and Wentz was going to be two. So, but when, when, so, you know, this kid's got the pedigree, he comes in, he had a bad camp. So be it. If he can put, if he doesn't play well, you can almost put it aside. If he can play well down the stretch, not great. Well, if he can play well, in spite of the horrific offensive line they have in LA and in, in spite of a, coaching staff that doesn't know how to coach offense a head coach who not only doesn't know how to coach it despises good quarterback play if it's not Steve McNair running around and taking 10 years off of his career getting his head blown off that's a really bad analogy considering everything but getting his head taken off every time he's running around with the ball that's who Jeff Fisher is Jared Goss a stand a true stand-up downfield type of quarterback if he can succeed even a modicum of success Rick in in that this situation he finds himself in I think we're going to know more than we think we will after these next one or two games with Goff I'm actually excited I'm glad he's finally getting the shot and I'm glad he's getting the shot on a team that isn't one and 10 or one and nine right. or whatever, however many games they played, because that's just a recipe of disaster. When you start throwing kids in there on an abysmal team, right. and getting murdered and the veterans have given up, the, right? The exactly. other 21 guys are going to be on that field today. Have a reason to play outside of their paycheck. They there's an outside possibility. It, it's remote. We all know it, but by the numbers, this Rams team has a shot to make the playoffs. Sure they do. And veterans, I think, look at that and they don't say, ah, we're done, even though the numbers say they're going to play to the play to the whistle. And and so it's interesting. It gives them a chance. Funny that it's the exact opposite of what the Rams organization said, where it started out at the beginning of the year, golf wasn't ready. Then it was, you know, the offense isn't doing what we expect, but we're still contending for the playoffs. Jared Goff will not see the field until we're eliminated from the playoffs. Then you go out east, as horrific and ugly as it was, you go all the way out east, you win a road game, and then you come back and you say you're putting this kid in. It, it, it's a really weird it, – it's a very Jeff Fisher situation, right? This is what it is. I want to say it's weird. No, it's real typical for a Jeff Fisher. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. All right, let's move off of that. It's going to be interesting to watch, so just pay attention to Jared yeah, Goff. I'll be paying attention to that one today. I, normally, I, I don't get wrapped up in – I feel like it's draft Nick stuff when I, I want to parse everything that the rookie quarterback does. But, but this one, this whole situation, really, really intriguing to me. 
Looks like Thomas Rawls is set to come back this week against the Eagles. We talked about Thursday. My surprise, you're you're not surprised that Kristen Michael was actually cut. You know, so we got Procise, we got Rawls. You expect anything from Thomas Rawls today? His name comes up a lot in the mailbag. Is people desperate for running back plays, wanting to get him in the ball game? Oh, to expect anything fantasy wise, not really. But I would not. Certainly wouldn't be surprised to see him get some action. He's going to get some more. You don't cut a Christine Michael who has been, you know, below average at best, but still he is a, a healthy starter and right. he started most of the year. You just don't cut a guy if you don't think you have a back out the precise, precise. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to get some action. But I think you nailed it, a backup to precise. Right? I think we're going to see Correct. a lot more, you know, a 60-40, a 65-35 I think they like what Procise does. It adds an element they haven't had, you know, a wide receiver in college, and we see him get, get get him out on those wheel routes and get him involved that way. He's not a great runner. I think in obvious running downs in the second half, if, if Rawls is healthy, he's got his win and he's looking good. You see some Rawls, but I'm not. There is one lineup, Rick, in the in the fantasy Greek league. I had to throw him in. The bye weeks caught up with me with Howard and Booker being off, so I had to start Rawls there, a desperation play. But I think that's what Rawls is this week: is I need a warm body. You know, Duke Johnson isn't even available on the waiver wire because this is right. a sixteen-team expert league, so there is nobody who's going to touch the football on the waiver wire. That's why I've held on to Thomas Rawls for thirteen weeks now for this very situation. That's the way sixteen league team leagues are. But that's the only scenario where I'm starting Thomas Rawls is in. For you, is in that very situation I find myself in this morning. Oh, no doubt. I'm in, as you well know, you know, leagues like you are. I've done the same thing. Well, we'll bring it up the Scott Fishbowl 480. I had Tim Hightower. Yeah. Who well, became, who's become pretty good all of a sudden. Very significant later on in the year. And, I mean, he's starting every week now. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. And no word on Ingram. I think he's in the concussion protocol. Didn't look good. But I think we, we've come to the time looking what we saw Thursday night now where Hightower has got to start earning more and more of that workload as he just continues to get it done. You know, he, he did it in concert with Mark Ingram, which in, I think Mark Ingram will still get work when, when healthy. But you're going to see more and more and more of Hightower. Because what Tim Hightower is doing is what we saw a little bit with Tavares Cadet at the beginning of the year. They want to get that re- running back involved in the passing game. And they tried to force it to Cadet, and it didn't really work as well as they'd hoped. It's working really well with Tim Hightower. That's what they want to do offensively. So I think Hightower just continues to earn more and more snaps as he can fill that that Deuce Staley role. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And, I mean, let's face it. Tavares Cadet, he's nice to have on your bench as a team to come in there. Exactly. But, I mean, he's certainly a downgrade from a Tim Hightower when Tim Hightower is healthy. Yeah, that's always been his yeah. knock is just his health. He had flashes in Washington. He's always had flashes. Car- uh, Cardinals. Yeah, th- where this is the next guy. And right. it's just he can't stay on the field. He can't stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. But when he's up, I mean, there's nothing wrong with him at all. Absolutely. No doubt. All right, Jaquiz Rogers out again with that foot injury. Not, I'll be curious. I want to see what it's going to look like when he does come back healthy. When you, when you have a uh, Doug Martin, he looked healthy last week. The numbers weren't big. I think that Bears running deep run defense is a little better than we expected. But 
Martin looked healthy anyhow. So I'm curious if when you get Rodgers back, as dynamic as he was and what he can add to an offense, what that split's going to be. So I think if you're if you're a Doug Martin owner, you can feel safe now. It's something we're going to have to keep an eye on as we go into playoff stretches. I assume they're still just saying this is a sprained foot. Now this is a three week sprained foot, so I'm curious how healthy he's going to be come the end of the year. But it's going to be real interesting to see what that workload is going to look like once Rodgers is back. You really have to see. I mean, this sprained foot, you know, hamstrings, all these things. Man, they always seem to just linger, mm-hmm. don't they? Uh, that's the thing. You see a guy with a broken hand, okay, four to six weeks. Okay, four to six weeks, it seems like he's healed. He comes back, whatever the case may be, or maybe even earlier if they devise some sort of a cast or something. But these hammies and these, you know, sprains, you know, you just think of a, well, it's a sprain. Well, no big deal. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, because it's tendons, it's ligaments, yeah. it, it, it's, it's all – we like to use our favorite term, soft tissue injury. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's what it is, and you, and it's all in the the person, the individual person's pain tolerance. Number one, how they react. You know, right? One one hand. Look, a broken arm's a broken arm, and we know scientifically and medically how long it takes for a bone to heal. Right? right. We know that. Unless you're Jack Youngblood and going to play in the Super well, Bowl anyway. Yeah, and we, we've seen it even recently <laughs> right. with that. But we know how long that's going to take. You don't – a hamstring could be a scale of one to a thousand is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You, you could have a one and, and you're fine and you can tape it up and they can shoot it up and you can play through. You could have a thousand and miss a month and a half, two months like Doug Martin did. You just yeah. don't know. And, and, and apparently you start thinking with these sprains and everything. When, boys, when <laughs> are you going to get your act together? <laughs> Oh, good God almighty me. You can't get it to stop now. Let me get that for you. Whoa, what do we got there? I have no idea. The board went crazy. Quit playing, with, we the, quit playing with the board. Hey, right? well, let's go to the phone line. We've got, I think I know who it is oh, on the me, line. Let me here. run back to the controls. Yeah, I don't think we need to. Dean, are you there? <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? My phone's clipping every five seconds. Can Can you hear me okay? Oh, we can hear you now. Okay. Hey, you know what time now, it is. Now, man. If you're here to complain, I don't think we'll hear you, but, I mean, if you're here to praise us, I think you're coming in loud and clear. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Cutler. Um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, it's – hey, how do you guys feel about Kelly, man? I picked up Rob Kelly off the wave wire. I'm going to start him in Miller. How are you feeling about him? Well, I'll be honest with you. I've got a lot of stocks of, of Rob Kelly, and in my league of consequence, I have him in the line. Of course, Forte's on a bye, but, um, you know, he was certainly my first choice. I mean, I I think he's, good. he's the workhorse of that offense right now. Yeah, okay, man. This this whole league is knotted up at 5-5. Five and five. This is a must win. I'm in second place. i got to make the move this week, guys. Uh, okay, I got a flex question. Like I said, I'm starting Miller and Kelly, but I I got Starks. uh, I got Rawls. But I'm thinking about starting this receiver I picked up from Tennessee, Matthews. Which one of those three would you start in a flex PPR? All right. So, so Rawls, we we talked about at the top of the show. This is a guy I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to see it. He, He hasn't played football for any extended period of time in a good long time. 
Starks is interesting. You can run on Washington very easily. You can, you can run on Washington. However, that's not who this team has become. That, that's my fear with Starks. He, he looked like he was healthy last week. They, they sort of eased him back in. I never trust Starks is going to get a full workload, and then if he does, he's going to finish the game. Now, you can run on Washington. This is, this is the only reason this question makes me nervous. Rashard Matthews has been a big part of that Tennessee offense and what Marcus Mariota is doing. He's in the end zone constantly. You, you don't see a, you know, a nine-catch performance out of anybody there in Tennessee you know, when you look at the PPR aspect of it. But he loves to get in the end zone. They're playing in Indianapolis where over the years they have performed well. You go back to the Peyton Manning days. I know that doesn't mean much now, but it's just those vibes you get on a game. They play well in Indianapolis. Mariota is on an absolute heater. Indianapolis's secondary is an absolute joke. I, I think you could say I think we're lining up for a bit of a shootout inside in Indianapolis where weather's going to be such a concern everywhere else. I like Rashard Matthews here, Rick. You, you could probably push me off it, but I'm fairly convinced that, that Rashard Matthews is the play here. Oh, I have no doubt. I, I think it's easy for me, Dean, to be honest with you. Look, they're playing in a dome. Tennessee has proven they can score. Indianapolis has proven they don't have a super defense, and it, I think Rick's right. It's going to be a shootout. Look, he's got six touchdowns. I don't even know what the streak is. Is it like five in a row or something right, like yeah. that? Right, he, yeah. He's been on a touchdown streak of, of late. He had one in one in a, one versus Jacksonville, two versus San Diego, one versus Green Bay last week. You know, three catches, four catches. He's not a hot threat for 100 yards. He's sort of touchdown dependent. You know, Starks would be, I guess, your, I don't even think Starks is your shoot to the moon. I, I, don't, I don't know what the weather's going to be like down there in Washington. But they have decided, Aaron Rodgers has unilaterally decided they're going to throw the ball 50 times. So am I going to sit back and wait for them to get James Starks really involved in the passing game? I wonder if they're going to do that, if that's going to be the game plan. I think you're going to see a whole lot of Ty Montgomery back there, actually. So, so for me, I'm, I'm feeling good about Richard Matthews here. Yeah, you and me both. Sweet. That's who I had in there. Hey, no more Fleener questions. I dropped them. <laughs> good. And, and what well, you do you know, do I'm struggling at, at tight end, man. I, I mean, I'm going up against Winston, and nobody likes Brait this week. All the talking heads hate him. But, dude, he, it's either Brait or I could go get Jack Doyle. What do you think about that situation? Here we go. He just lit up. Consequently, Dean, I, I'll be honest with you. I was looking at all the all the stats and everything. Baltimore. Now, this is not to do with you, but you know, Baltimore is giving up the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Dallas plays them. I have Jason Witten. Knee jerk reaction. I went up, picked up Jack Doyle, had him in my lineup until this morning, and I put Jason Witten back in. I, I just, I think Brait is the guy, and Jack Doyle necessarily isn't. I don't think he is. You know, like we had the argument with uh, Dwayne Allen coming back that he's going to be ignored, which I don't think he's going to be. But I think. That you know, a guy like Witten, a guy like Brait, that is the guy in that offense. And I tell you what, I just do. You really want to trust a Jack Doyle? I mean, you may lose a little bit if he scores, but Brait's got five touchdowns. And you know, Kansas City isn't the stoutest against tight ends. 
I, I think he's not a bad play, quite frankly. Now, look, he's the number two receiver right now. He's the number two option. You're going to heave it to Mike Evans. Cameron Brate's that next guy. So you, you worry about Winston having any success in Kansas City, and I think that's a reasonable fear. But but Cameron Brate has emerged as Jameis Winston's second target, and really it seems to me anecdotally not having numbers on it looks to me to be his top red zone target. I have to assume they're going to see the red zone a couple of times. So I, I like it, Dean. I, I'm even – and I know the experts saying the numbers probably will be down, but if I'm, I'm, I'm dependent on a touchdown from both guys, from Brate or Doyle, to have a good week. So I'm going to trust what the opportunities Brate will have between the 20s ahead of what I'm going to trust Jack Doyle is going to have with everything else being equal and touchdown dependent. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Sweet. I'll, I'm going to leave Braid in there. Like I said, I'm going up against Winston. I kind of want him to suck, but if he does anything, I'll get a piece of it, I guess. <laughs> There you go. Do the old fade. I got no problem. I, I play the play the fade plenty of times. All right, man. That's all the questions this week. Hopefully, I can get you next week, and I'll be in first place. We fully expect you to be there, Dean. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I gotta <laughs> go against Beckham and freaking Dez, but I got AJ Green and Devontae Adams. It'll, it's going to be a close one. Yeah, you, you'll be good. Beckham, you worry about Dez. He's pretty banged up. I. I they're not calling him a truly game-time decision, but he's definitely nicked up, doesn't like to play nicked up. And that Baltimore defense is playing like the Baltimore defense we expect all of a sudden. I don't know where this has come from, but I don't think Dez yeah. is going to crush 60, 70 in a touchdown. Maybe that's not going to kill you. Yeah, I'm playing my Cardinals defense against the Vikings. This should I can just see probably five sacks and points right there. Oh, yeah, you might score 20 defensive points there. You're good. You you win just on that. i just leave your tight end spot in. Who cares? <laughs> All right, guys, have a good Sunday, man. Enjoy the games. I'll listen to the rest you of the show you. now. Take it All easy. All right, best of luck, buddy. All right, that was Dean from Connecticut. I'm try- There it goes. And we'll head to the phone lines. I believe our boy Jersey's on there. Now, I'm – you know, hopefully we can get him. But if he's wanting to talk about Cutler, there's a lot of static on the line. Hey, Dean. Or Dean, uh, Jersey, how you doing? Yo, guys, I got Junior here, man. He's making a beggar. He says, yo, why you tell my dad to play Cutler when I lost? Now he took over first place in my division. You're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> Junior and I, we had this uh, secret deal to try to get you out of first. That's all. I, I think you and Junior must have been talking on the side without me knowing that. You know what I mean? That's exactly it. Yeah. He's just not telling you the whole. He's not telling you the whole story. That's all. Yeah, he took over first now over me. I'm in second. Hey, quick question, guys. I actually dropped. Actually, believe it or not, I dropped Montgomery in my PPR league um, because, like I said, I have like uh, Robinson, Landry are my normal receivers. I go in the PPR. You know, I picked up Hill and I picked up Rogers. And I have Coleman. You know, as my four, but I only have to start two. But my flex can be either running back, receiver. So I picked up uh, what's his name? I have, I have Coleman on a bye. I got Rawls right now. I got Ware in there, and I have David Johnson and Stewart. Stewart already gave me like eleven points. My question is, do I stay? I guess with Robinson and Landry in the PPR league over either Hill or Rogers as a start this week? Because I think Rogers is a sneaky play due to. You know, Antonio Brown, and I think they put the other guy, Wheat, or somebody went on the IR for, for, for Pittsburgh. So I don't know if I should not play Landry and put Rodgers in. Because Robinson's pretty, well, he's up and down too. What's your what's your feeling on on PPR league? Okay, so we got, let's go through. We have Allen Robinson, 
Right, he's in there now, and I have Landry in there now, both of them. They're the two I'm starting as my receivers. My other options are Hill from Kansas City or Rodgers from Pittsburgh. I think I'd still have to st- stick with Landry and, Al- and, and Robinson, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, Eli okay. Rodgers is very intriguing. And, you know, I've I've seen a lot of mixed reports out there. Personally, I think Ben's going to have his way with Cleveland, even though their defense probably won't be able to stop Cleveland. Right. Um, so Rodgers is I, I, intriguing that way. But, I, God, I, I don't know. Hayden, I thought Hayden might be on uh... – Antonio Brown. Who knows? You know what I mean? They move. They they move Brown around anyhow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They'll, 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 get, they'll get him away from Hayden. I think Robinson's turned a corner here a little bit. Now that this season's over, yeah. they've just decided they're going to get Allen Robinson the ball and keep him happy. So he, he's going to have the, he's going to get have the opportunities there. So Jarvis Landry, Eli Rogers. This is going to be this one's so close to me. This is where. I'm going to sort of what I said I might avoid at the top of the show, Rick, where I'm going to use the weather as a tiebreaker. And they're calling right. from those, those real high winds in Cleveland. So for Eli Roth to be valuable, you're counting on him breaking one, one of those slants. They're, they will throw his way. But I think you're going to see a whole lot of Le'Veon Bell today. You're going to see a whole lot of getting, getting Antonio Brown the ball on those slip screens. So I just don't know how much offer this, this could be a Jesse James type of game, Ladarius Green. I just don't know how much is going to be left for Eli Rogers. Jarvis Landry is going to get his opportunities. Being this is a PPR league, he's a PPR monster. I'm going to go with Landry here. It is close. It, it's really close. But I think Landry, you can guarantee he's going to catch four or five balls, and I can't guarantee you that with Rogers. So I, I like I like Landry here as well. All right, I'll keep him in. In my in my standard league, I'm actually in first place in that six and four. I went with, uh, believe it or not, I went with um, uh, Matthews from from spell uh, out Tennessee, and I went with Devontae Adams. I sat Smith. Um, you know, he, he would have gave me about point nine less. Do I keep in the standard league Adams and uh, Matthews? In since Matthews has scored what five or six touchdowns in the last six weeks, or do I take a chance on uh, Steve Smith? For one of those guys, because I have, I usually keep Adams in only because I have, I have uh, rebase quarterback, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Adams. He's become that. He's become that running game for them. Quite frankly, we we talked about with Dean and what we could expect out of James Starks. Devontae Adams, eight, seven, eight, nine, ten catches in any given week, and seem to be looking his way down around the goal line, which is really odd to me. But Adams is Adams is an obvious play there, and we talked about Richard Matthews with 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 Dean there. Yep. You know, he's it's going to be a shootout. That's a bad, everything sets up unless Mariota turns around, which we know he can do. But if Mariota keeps rolling this way, Richard Matthews will be in the end zone. He's going to see a lot more targets. And, and let, let's be honest, Dallas they impressed me with those two those two defensive backs out last week versus Pittsburgh. They still gave up plenty of points, but. Richard Matthews is the much much safer play, Rick. I maybe you disagree. I can't tell. You're giving me a weird look. I don't know if it's shut up or it's. No, no, I, I can't tell. <laughs> no, I mean basically you're saying about everything that I that I would say to him as well. I mean, quite frankly, I, I, Dallas is a good team, and, and yeah, they may you know give up a few yards passing and everything, but a lot of this passing stuff. I mean, they're third against a run. I mean, somebody's going to have to move the football against them somehow. And and but I agree. I, I like Matthews in this situation. I think he's going to have a good day. All right, I'll keep them in. Yeah, like I said, I hate tweaking stuff. I try not to be too cute. 
But I'll tell you what, I'm going to live in my PPR. Like, I'm going to live and die by Cousins. I'm never going to – Bortles ain't never going to see the field again. And I got rid of, man, Cutler as fast as I could by on Tuesday morning, man. I put in, I picked up uh, – I forget who that guy picked up. But um, I picked up Eli. Eli uh, – yeah, Amen, I brother. I swear, they're, they're, Jake Cutler will I, never see a lineup I, of mine I, ever again, Bill. He will never touch my roster again. You, believe <laughs> me, I'll take zero points and pick Cutler up, man. He killed me. <laughs> so, again, it's always fun talking to you guys. Please, hey, Junior's one up on me now. So, yeah, you know, it's competitive. As long as one of the family members wins the division, I really don't care. He comes into the playoffs. I got a nice team, but so to say. But, like I said, we'll see what happens. But, again, I always appreciate talking to you guys. Thanks for the advice. Best of luck to you guys, uh, you know, this weekend, and we'll talk next Sunday. You guys have a happy Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Same to you, Jersey. Right. And, uh, Junior, you know, give us a call later, Pat. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep the old man yeah. down. There you go. All right, Jersey, good to hear from you. Happy thing. You know, Jersey brings up a point. We're going to jump right over to our start sits. Let, is there anything rapid fire we need to go on? No, we are good to go. Lamar Miller's going to play. Cobb's going to play. Macklin out. Hogan out. Landry questionable, but he's going to play. Status really hasn't changed from last week. Deshaun Jackson, a game-time decision. Of course, everybody knows Gronk's out, so we won't analyze it. Jersey said something. That, that leads to my first start of the week. And it's Kirk Cousins versus the Packers. And Jersey says he's never going to sit Kirk again. And I agree with him. I, I came to a realization last week watching that Minnesota yep. game. Now, the second part of what I'm going to say didn't happen last week. But Kirk Cousins is now, with, with uh, Tony Romo spending as much time in the news as he has lately, Kirk Cousins has brought me fully to mind of Tony Romo. When you look at fantasy quarterbacks, where he goes up and piles up numbers. Now, at some point, and I expected tonight, we'll get to that at the game when we pick the games. Everything keeps stacking on each other here. Jersey got me rolling here a little bit. But Kirk Cousins is the type of guy, he's going to go out and he's going to put up his numbers every week. And quite often, he's going to throw one of those back-breaking picks, right? He's going to make a huge mistake. Now, I think he's going to be the Washington quarterback for a long time. I think they have to lock him up. You don't find a guy with this talent just laying around on your bench very often coming out of the third round years ago. But Kirk Cousins, in terms of a fantasy quarterback, has become that guy for me. I don't know if I'd necessarily want him as my the quarterback of my team going forward. He's going to throw that back-breaking pick. He's going to make a mistake. He's going to make throws every once in a while where you just shake your head and say, what in the world is he doing? I, I think Kirk Cousins is Tony Romo, which frankly bears well for fantasy owners. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I'm not so certain that he may not be the quarterback of your NFL team as well, Rick. Now, you look at that receiving core. Oh, yeah. I would not rank them in the top 10. I wouldn't put them in the top 20. Exactly. I was just going to say, I wouldn't put them in the top 20. I mean, they are not spectacular. Deshaun Jackson is, you know, he has that five-cent head, and he's still kind of injury-prone. I hate to throw that term around, but he seems to always be nicked up, yeah, yeah. you know, during the course of the year. Pierre Garçon keep, seems to keep chugging along, but he's certainly not a dynamic playmaker. Yeah, he, you know, you have Jordan Reed, obviously, but he's not one of the wide receiving core. Garçon's Anquan Bolden is who Garçon is. I, I think that's a comparison there. Maybe less around the goal line than you see out of Anquan, but he's just a possession guy. Yeah, he's nobody a possession you, guy. Exactly. Nobody you trust. Exactly. And I look at some of these other teams. I mean, I almost akin them to Kansas City wide receiving core. I mean, of course, they have Macklin, but 
you know, they certainly don't have the, the quarterback play at Kansas City, and, and their scheme doesn't seem to dictate that. But I don't know. I, Kirk Cousins, I, I agree with you. I think he's turned a corner. He's an established starter, and he's a fantasy starter from here on out. Yeah, and it, he seems to to have that team. You know, they do all that. You like that stuff. Did you hear the ooh-wee stuff he was doing this week? He's always got his little bits he does coming in the locker room, and the team seems to buy into that stuff. So, look, I, we, I say I don't necessarily want him as my NFL quarterback. There, is, there isn't 12 quarterbacks in the league I'd rather have. I think that's just more of an indictment on the quarterback play in the NFL than, than it is on, on Kirk Cousins. But, yeah, Jersey's right. This, this isn't a guy you ever sit. He's almost matchup proof at this point. He's going to get his numbers. Yeah, I agree. All right, starts and sits, Rick, whatever you want, however you want to go. We'll do that for about five or six minutes here and pick some games. All right, I am going to start right now. Um, Aaron Pryor against Pittsburgh. Or his brother Terrell is maybe or, the one I'd What did I write? Aaron Pryor. He's a boxer, a dead boxer. <laughs> Boy. He's a dead boxer. Ajayi. <laughs> yeah, Ajayi. Well, Aaron, where did that – you know, it's kind of funny. Two days ago, I actually was sitting – Watching, uh, you know, some some YouTube, and I watched the um, Aaron Pryor Alexis Arguello oh, there fight. We go. Oh it's Lord, that was a great stuck fight. in your subconscious. Yeah. if you've never seen that first fight, um, the I, Aaron Pryor Alexis Arguello. Oh my, that is one of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my life. Aaron Pryor is nobody I've even even heard of. How long ago are we talking? This, this name probably, doesn't even ring with me. He's, he was he fought probably. I'm going to say from early 80s to early 90s. I somehow completely missed I was never a big boxing fan. Right. Sort of like well, with see, golf, I, grew, I was a Tiger Woods fan. Yeah, you grew up in that golden age of Yeah, boxing. I grew up when yeah. boxing was yeah. great, and it was starting to wane a bit, but there were still some of the great matches. You had the Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberta Duran yeah, in yeah. the early 80s and so forth. You know, so, I mean, but anyway, Aaron Price. Terrell Pryor, sorry, no more dead boxer miscommunications here. <laughs> no, that was one of the best moments of the year, Rick. I enjoyed it. Pittsburgh's 28th against the pass, Rick, and I know it's going to be blustery and everything in Cleveland, but you don't really need to launch the long ball for Aaron Pryor to be effective. And especially, <laughs> I said Aaron Pryor again, didn't I? <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. There you go. Ajayi. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh. Rick has officially lost it. I play the Christmas drop because in Rick's industry, it's Christmas time whipping up and his brain oh. is mush. It, it's like Woo. talking to an amoeba over there. He's, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed he's holding it together as well as he is, quite yeah. frankly, dear listeners. Terrell Pryor. <laughs> okay, he doesn't – you don't have to throw all the way down the field. Shmarco Thomas is out. And you're already 28th against the pass, so Terrell Pryor. There we go. Rick, I agree 100%. (laughs) I had him listed down as my top wide receiver start as well. And I throw one more thing in there. He's one of those dynamic guys where he can get downfield. He can run the ball. I think they they have some packages where he's going to run the ball. I wouldn't be surprised to see him, although they're using that weird third quarterback, but to see Pryor – in in a wildcat type of situation. This is a guy, when you have a poor tackling defense and a poor decision-making defense like the Steelers have, this sort of dynamic all-around athlete is the type of guy that's going to kill the Steelers' defense historically, or at least in the last several years, and a bad tackling defense. You get Terrell Pryor, 
or his brother Aaron the ball in space. <laughs> now, don't give it to Aaron. He, he's not going to go far. <laughs> he's a big guy, I guess. Huh? Well, no, he's dead. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> you do have that. Yeah. But he could, this is the type of guy that could give a bad tackling defense absolute fits. You just find a way to get the ball in his hand. And, yeah. look, he's a local kid. He, he, he is. And I, I think that means something. It might be more if they're playing in Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that at the, at the end of the year, although I think it's the last game. I don't know if we'll even be on the air for that. But you, you get hyped up for these types of games. He's the most dynamic athlete and football player they have. Couple that with a horrific tackling and decision-making right. defense in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pryor could set up for a big day. And not only that, do you know where he is in, in PPR scoring? Do you know where he is as far as wide receivers scoring? He's got to be top 16 anyhow. He's 11th. But, okay. He's right behind T.Y. Hilton and just ahead of Stephon Diggs. That's pretty darn good company. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a real good company. All right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to sit somebody here. These were a little tougher. There there wasn't any obvious. We talked about Kenny Britt off the top. I won't go through that again. Carson Wentz, Rick. I don't. Is anybody still playing Wentz? Probably. I, I don't know. During the bye weeks, perhaps. But if I you can't are, imagine a lot. If you are, stop it. You you want to talk about a guy who he came out like a house of fire. He sort of cooled down. He's still getting some numbers, but he sort of cooled down. Now you go into Seattle. It's going to be a long, long day for a rookie quarterback and for most of his teammates. I have a strong feeling. I do too. And Seattle's starting to roll. Yeah, they're getting into this. I don't know. This is like Seattle time of the year. Here we go. Yeah, two years and three years in a row now we've seen right, it. Right, exactly. And, you know, they can certainly mess with your heads. I and mean, Pete Carroll's pretty sharp cookie. And I think he's going to throw some schemes at Carson Wentz to, to cross him up a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I guess I'm doing a sit here as well. And look, they're 32nd in the NFL in passing. DeAndre Hopkins is not worth a start no, right now. I mean, this is so painful. I for know me. this is a first round pick for you, and with some of the bye weeks, you really don't have a choice. But depending on your leagues, you may have a choice. Settings, you yeah. I'm just gonna say you may have a choice right now. I mean, you only got four teams on a bye, so I, I just cannot see starting this cat until. All of a sudden, he puts up a 10-catch, 130-yard game. And I don't know if you're going to get that. You're 32nd in the league. That's in some rotten company. Well, if you look at Osweiler's stat line, in a game they won, I think he had 80-some-odd yards passing last week. And if you look, I don't have in front of me, if you look at Hopkins' target numbers, they're there. Osweiler just flat can't get the ball to him. This isn't a, this isn't a, a DeAndre Hopkins issue. This is a this is all fully a Brock Osweiler issue. Right, and and plus they are fifth in the league in rushing at 120 right. plus yards a clip a game. You don't have which which to me is a real indictment of Osweiler. Because if you have that type of running game, you should be able to get the ball to somebody. How well should that play action work if exactly. you could make that throw? Because it's not like Lamar Miller's tearing the world up, Rick. He is getting his numbers completely volume-based. You see him have a 100-yard game, I promise you there's a 25 carry ahead of it, right? I mean, he's not, he's not doing what Ezekiel Elliott's do, doing. He's not doing what what your boy Ajayi's doing. He's not – I mean, he is there. Turn around. They are pounding the ball into the line, three and a half yards of carry. You know, he breaks a long one every now and again because that's what happens when you run the ball 20 to 25 times. But the play action could work so well, and this loser just can't hit it. He just can't hit it. 
you know, and you talk about, you know, you drafted him in the first round and maybe you know, there are so many better options we talked about with Dean. I, I don't know that he's going to be a surprise in a lot of leagues, but Dean said he was able to go out and pick him up. If you pick up a Rashard Matthews, I would pick him up right now and plug him in ahead of DeAndre Hopkins and wouldn't even think twice about it. Eli Rogers, I would play over, to use another name that, that Jersey brought up. There are so yeah. many guys you might be able to pick up on your waiver wire and plug in over DeAndre Hopkins. And at this point, 11 weeks of the year, we know what's going on there in Houston. And DeAndre Hopkins is is barely a number three wide receiver at this point. Barely. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, you know, Lamar Miller, like you said, he's, he's rushing at a 4.3 clip, you know, yards per carry. Not bad, nothing spectacular. But you have to look at some of um, some of his games against Denver. He averaged five and a half, but in that, in that, and that was a 27, nine runaway. Okay. And when they had a close game, they won 3.3 Detroit knew who to stop. Yeah. Yeah. They knew you know what, what I'm saying? They knew exactly. What so yeah. And I agree. I mean, you have a great running game. You should be able to get the ball to somebody. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's pathetic. It's just absolutely. And they're going to regret that, that contract for a long time to come. I think. All right, one more, Rick. I want to give a start here. we we got plenty of time today. Things are pretty quiet as the season winds down. Somebody I'm starting this week, and <laughs> you're not going to like it, Rick. But I like Cameron Meredith this week going up against the Giants. For this reason and this reason alone, it, as big of a joke as your boy, I don't even want to say his name anymore because I see the fire in your eyes when you hear oh. his name. Hey, I sent out a tweet. The key component of Jay Cutler's name is cut. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's going to happen at the end of the year. I can promise you that. Him and Fox will both be on the in, on the unemployment line. But look at what – I know it was with Hoyer, but look at what Meredith did in the absence of Alshon Jeffrey. And Alshon Jeffrey, you know, we didn't talk about it. I think it's old news at this point. Out for four games with that PED suspension. Cameron Meredith now, you know, outside of Zach Miller, is the only target they have. Eddie Royal might play. He's nicked up. Everybody's nicked up. Everybody's hurt. Cameron Meredith's healthy. We saw when he was the number one option, the type of numbers he played. Now, you don't trust Jay Cutler to get the ball there, but you can throw on the Giants a little bit. Cameron Meredith has shown that he he's a solid studly wide receiver when he's the number one option, when the game plan is written for him. And I think Cameron Meredith has a nice day this week, maybe even over DeAndre Hopkins. There might be another name I play over Hopkins this week. Look, I do not want to ever start Jay Cutler, obviously, but you know, He's going to move the football yeah, somewhere. At least 120 yards. And who's right? going to be the recipient of it? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, you're going to have Zach Miller, you have Cameron Meredith, basically. Eddie Royal. Is Eddie Royal? Yeah, and he's uh, a game time decision right. every week. You don't know if he's healthy. And I'm not so sure about uh, your comment about John Fox. Look, John Fox took a, a, a decimated team. Right now, they're 11th in the league in total defense. And they're they're right in the middle of the road. They're 11th against a run. They're 12th against a pass. Their offense, believe it or not, is only 16th in the league. So, I mean, they have had games where they can move football. I think he's putting some pieces together there. Cutler just isn't one of them. Cameron Meredith certainly is. And, and for all my hopes and expectations, I hope he succeeds beyond the wildest dreams. Oh, yeah. You know, one of our best friends in one of the biggest asylumites in the world, Rilio Master Antonio. Yeah. 
they have them in stable. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we will always wish him the best. Yeah. But I think he's a great start, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, Root, rooting for that kid. Last start I have, Rick, and then if you have any, you can do yes, that. Yes, I certainly I do. really like Julius Thomas this week against the Lions. Lions really bad against tight ends, and Julius Thomas fine in the end zone every week. This could be a pretty big game for – for Julius Thomas. Yeah, and I mean, let's face it, Jacksonville is Jacksonville, but Bortles can put up numbers in the fourth quarter when they're down 30 points, so Julius Thomas has proven that he's a great target. Right. There's no doubt about that. I have a couple starts here. Latavius Murray against Houston, quite frankly. I mean, everybody you know is kind of scared of the Houston defense. They're 26 cents run. They give up about 121 yards a game, and with, and with that Oakland offense, I like Latavius Murray this week. Yeah, it's just in the end zone all the time, right? Right. Did you know, I saw, I heard something earlier in the week that they're, they're playing this game in Mexico City, right? In Mexico somewhere. I think it's Mexico City. That wherever they're playing is like 7,000 feet above sea level. We talk about, you know, mile high in Denver. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know if that what that means, what it has to do with anything. Maybe means outside of the kicking game. I, I don't know what it means in terms of the – production of football players i just found that interesting that we talk about mile high in denver like it's mm. it's this huge anomaly and, and this place is almost a mile higher you know it's just interesting it has nothing to do with anything just. well i mean it, it actually does some of the performances but i think it kind of evens out since neither one of them's a home right to one of those right. cities obviously um, what are we doing? Starts or sits? Or... Whatever you want. Throw throw out one more, and we'll get to the game pick. Now I know with the buys and everything, this guy's been has been finding his way onto people's rosters. But uh, Matt Asiata against Arizona, oh, no, no. I don't like that. I mean, the Vikings are really on a skid. Their offense is really starting to sputter. They can't run the ball. And let's face it, they have not run the football all year, whether Adrian Peterson yeah, Adrian, was around yeah, or we not. We all forget Adrian Peterson was bad before he oh, got Oh, he hurt. was hideous. Right. I mean, he had a worse carry average than either one of these other guys. Right. But, yeah, and Arizona is – look, their back's against the wall. They know what they have to do. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not so sure – see, they've been there. And – they know what's what's happening. Minnesota still really hasn't climbed that mountain yet. They kind of had a Cinderella story started off this way. It's kind of faltering a bit. They're still in the mix and so forth. I I don't know. I, I just I'm really starting to fade on any hopes of of Minnesota no. doing much anything. So I I don't like him, and I don't really like Ryan Tannehill against Los Angeles. No, no, no. You know. Uh, eighth against the pass. He only give up 224 yards. Yeah, there's got to be a better option out there for a fantasy yeah, quarterback. You would certainly – to get, get back to Minnesota, here, here's why I have no faith in them turning around. NFL teams can overcome a lot of things we've seen over the years. You, you lose a dynamic star like Adrian Peterson, you can overcome that. And they did it in the past with these two running backs. You can overcome losing your starting quarterback guys emerge right Stan Bradford looked good the first few weeks you you look at what Dak Prescott's doing in Philadelphia or in Philadelphia or in Dallas <laughs> NFL teams can overcome a lot and prior yeah, they can <laughs> overcome a lot with with reasonable backups and good defense or in great defense in the case of Minnesota here's what you can't overcome is losing two pro bowl caliber folks on your offensive line you that you, that you absolutely can't overcome and, and they haven't, and they won't. I have no faith that they will. And, and they take everybody but Stephon Diggs with, down with them when that happens. Exactly. If anything, it's been a boom 
to to Stephon Diggs' owners because you just get the ball in that kid's hand and get the hell out of the way and hope for the best. That's what the game plan's been. And it's a good game plan, quite frankly. It's keeping them in game. But you don't overcome – you can overcome losing – key players at, at these more highlighted positions. You can't overcome two of injuries of that magnitude on your offensive line. No, and what happens with a team like Minnesota is that vaunted defense is on the field too much, yep, and, they and they're, they're getting wore down as the season progresses, and the offense doesn't seem to be able to pick up any slack right. whatsoever. You know, we always say, well, you know, Baltimore won games with, with defense. Yeah. But, you know, they also had a running game. Right. And Minnesota doesn't have that. Exactly. Exactly. Because of the offensive line or the play. I right. blame it on the offensive line. You could argue McKinnon and or Asiata stinks. I'll live with that, too. But the bottom line is they're not running the football. Exactly. All right. Let's get to some game picks here. We got a full mailbag as well. We will get to that. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I had Carolina over New Orleans on Thursday. Although I had them big. I was, and it, I looked good for a while there. And then. Drew Brees does what Drew Brees does and pulled it right back in. But yeah, disappointment out of you. Greg Olson a bad game, Cam Newton a bad game. It's just not a team. Even with these wins, they're not going to turn it around. No, it's too late anyhow. But it's not going to be the end of the year. They're eight and eight, just missed the playoffs, and you say, oh, they're going to be back next year. There, there's big problems in Carolina. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I think a lot of it starts at quarterback. I, I hate yeah. to say that is one of the most gifted guys I've seen, but. He's he's got to mature. Right. I mean, you know, quit acting like a baby. And I mean, I'm sorry, but that that's just the way it is. You can complain all you want, but you know, you got to get out and keep playing. And they did. I mean, they beat uh, New Orleans Thursday night. But uh, you know, I I just don't think that you need that from the leader, right. quote unquote. And, you know, let's hope Luke Keekley, you know, the concussion, I hope that's not oh, that serious. was scary look. And you wonder, I don't know if he just couldn't catch his breath. That look on his face yeah. was sheer terror almost. That, that, that one has stuck with me a little bit. That stuck with me the last several days after that happened. You know, and it showed up, of course, all over Twitter, the, the screenshot of that. And it was, it was a disturbing look. Now, the very next day, they had a picture of him clowning in the locker room. He looked happy. He looked like he was having a good time. But that was an ominous look he had on his face. Well, I mean, I, I think that it's one of those things that you really that, that, that they found out over the years i mean you've seen you know boxers clowning around the game that you know the the day or two after right. the fight where they got knocked out but i'll tell you what they look dead in the ring yeah, and yeah. i mean you and hopefully really, it's that i guess you really have to pay attention to the brain because i'll tell you what you know without it i mean you know we're living proof without the brain there, <laughs> there's no hope so yeah basically all you can do is a stupid podcast <laughs> i mean that's all you're capable of at that point hey we got a question here standard non-ppr well obviously standard uh, question here demarco murray we need three okay? all right DeMarco Murray. Okay. Um, Spencer Ware. Okay. Ajayi. Oh, my. Jordan Howard. Oh, wow. Okay. Rawls or Christine Michael. So, to me, it's between Howard Ware, Ajayi, and DeMarco Murray. Yeah, so obviously we eliminate Michael. We can eliminate Rawls. I think I eliminate Howard in this one with, Against with these the Giants. other three. I can have two of these, right? Three. Oh, I can have three. Then that that's what it oh. Uh, Murray Murray's an obvious must start for me. Ajayi's got a bad matchup. 
being in L.A., I don't love that matchup. But the way they just pound the ball, I'm not sitting Ajayi anymore. So he's obvious. This comes down to Ware and Howard for me. Kansas City hosting Tampa Bay, yeah, it's it's right in that order. Murray, Ware, Ajayi for me. Howard's the only other guy I even consider, but that whole Chicago mess, yeah, I'm going with that confidently. In standard, though, is what really gets me is because um, somewhere along the line, I think Chicago is going to score, and he's going to get the red zone carry. Um, you know, unless it's a long pass to Cameron Meredith or something, I, I really like Howard um, in that scenario. I like Jordan Howard this week. I just don't know which of those three I can take out for him. You know, Spencer Ware's been a disappointment. It comes down to those two if you had to make it. He hasn't been what he was four weeks ago, right, I, I guess. Exactly. He, he slowed down. But it's Tampa Bay, Rick, on the road. Tampa Bay's defense on the road is so Yeah, bad. and it was Tampa Bay against Jay Cutler last week, the vulnerable Tampa Bay defense. They destroyed that well, guy. Th- that's more of Jay Cutler than Tampa Bay, I think. Oh, well, certainly DeMarco Murray and IJE. Um yeah, I'll go along with you. You can flip a coin and convince me of Howard, but I mean, why not go where? I mean, I'd love to have this problem. If you had Jordan Howard in there, I think you'll be just fine. I think the upside. Yeah, and it's spent. not dazed and confused. I mean, it's, oh wow, yeah. This I mean, is... it's not you know Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, and <laughs> and OJ Simpson there. It, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, let's do with that. I mean, it, it's close with Howard and Ware for me, but yeah, I'll go along with that. All right, we we got it there. Okay, we got another call oh, on the line. Right. We need to go there. And, um, okay, 704 area code. Welcome to the asylum. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Not got, a problem. Uh, two, I got two quick questions. Uh, this weather today is, is playing so many factors in so many games. Uh, my first question is uh, quarterback. Uh, I have Rodgers and I have Wilson, and both of them are being affected by weather. Who, who would you go with? Oh wow, that that's such a tough choice there. Bully to you for for being able to pick both of those folks up. I think, Rick, I don't ever want to get caught not playing Aaron Rodgers. As good as Russell Wilson's playing, they've got the good match. Philadelphia's defense is much better at home than they are on the road. But Philadelphia has shown flashes of being able to play some defense. I don't outside of Norman, and all he does is interfere. Outside of Norman, there's really no secondary to speak of in Washington. And I don't know how they're going to carry all three of these guys with Nelson Adams and Cobb rolling and Cobb is health. looks like he's going to play. I won't say he's healthy this point of the year, needing a win Aaron Rodgers, Yeah. Yeah. This is Aaron Rodgers for me. I'm not going to get caught with Aaron Rodgers on the bench, Rick. Oh, not even close to me. Um, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers certainly is. Look, he's got him and Wilson have about the same amount of, of passing yards. But Aaron Rodgers has 22 touchdowns to Russell Wilson's 10. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers also has three rushing touchdowns to uh, Russell Wilson's one. Now, I know Russell Wilson was banged up earlier in the year. But I tell you what, Aaron Rodgers, he's a top three guy. I'll never bench him. Okay. Uh, Next question is, uh, like I said, affected by the weather. I have Hopkins as my field goal kicker. And I'm looking at either Prater or Janikowski to replace him for tonight. 
I'll tell you what, we talked about it just, just for fun. I, I like Sebastian Janikowski here. We talked about, I was stunned by this, that, that Mexico City is actually over 7,000 feet above sea level. So we always talk about that with the kickers in Denver. So I, I think that could be a big factor. They love attempting 55-yard field goals. I, I expect them to do it there a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to I'm gonna mess with Hopkins if the weather's, weather's squirrely down there in Washington. So I think I go, if you're chasing points, and that's what we're doing here if we're talking about kickers, looking for you know, somebody – who could kick several long field goals. I like Janikowski, Rick. Yeah, Janikowski's interesting. Um, and who was the other one? Matt Prater? Is that who it was? Correct. Yeah, I mean, you know, playing Jacksonville, I, I think he's a pretty uh I think they're nice going to be in the end zone more than well. kicking field goals, though. Uh, yeah, it's very possible. It's uh, But, you know, Matt Prater, he's a top 12, you know, scoring kicker, you know, for Detroit. But, I tell you what, it's close. You could convince me either way, but you know, I I think uh, there's going to be some field goals kicked for Oakland. I mean, the the Houston defense is, can be kind of tough at times. So uh, you know, in it's a very important game for both these teams. Well, when you got a guy like Janikowski, they're going to try a 60 yarder just because they can at that altitude, right? They're going to try one if he hits it. That, that that's your whole kicker day right there. Yeah, that's true. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's close for me, but yeah, Janikowski I think is a good option as well. Okay. Hey, well, uh, one last question. Um, I have uh, Prosi and I have Theo Riddick starting today, but I got Jeremy Hill on the bench. Should I play Hill over any of those two guys? Precise. I can see Riddick killing Jacksonville. He's the type of guy they're going to struggle with. I don't know what Rawls – Hill's been good the last couple of weeks. This feels like a Gio Bernard game yeah. for me, though, with the weather being rotten. I, I think yeah. you're trying to get a Bernard in space. I, I think I, I like the order you have him in. I, I like Procise and I Riddick's a every week start for me. He's he's not even so. This comes down to Procise and Hill. What Procise can do in the passing game, I think Cincinnati's going to try to do as well with Gio Bernard. Hill, if he gets in the end zone, he has a nice week. But, yeah, I, I like Procise, and, and I like uh, Riddick in, in that scenario. Yeah, I think right. I would. You know, I don't think Rawls is going to get that huge of a workload. No. I think Procise is the guy right now. Look, they saw fit to cut ties with Christine Michael, and Procise was much more productive just splitting the load with him. And I think he's going to get more of the load – than he did with Michael, who was, uh, you know, had been playing. So, yeah, I, I like the order you have him in as well. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good week. Hey, you too. Best of luck. Thank you. All right, Rick. We can get moving around. We're behind now. Let's pick these games quick. A game I find interesting. We were sort of just talking about it. Cincinnati, Rick, hosting Buffalo. Cincinnati is going to get off the schneid, finally, I think. I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going Cincinnati 24, Buffalo 21. These are two teams even now 11 weeks into the year. I can't figure out, but <laughs> you know how I think of Cincinnati, so I agree. I got Cincy 27-21. Cleveland hosting our Steelers, Rick, in, in a wind tunnel today. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh. I, I think it's going to be closer than it needs to be. Because defense seems to do that. I'm going Pittsburgh 34, Cleveland 22. Ben Roethlisberger is really bad on the road, except for in one place, and that's in Cleveland. I, I think, you know, even with the weather, I got the Steelers 37-20. I think it's too close for about two and a half quarters, and then, and then they take over and, and put the hammer down and win this thing big. All right, let's get a standard question here real quick. All right. That room. We need two from Starks, Rawls, Jennings, 
Perkins. I, I think it's got to be Starks and Jennings, quite frankly. I don't think Rawls is going to get that big of a workload. Yeah, I'm not ready for Rawls yet. I, I don't – yeah, I like Jennings better than Perkins. Um, you know, Michael's not going to steal much from Starks since – He's not even a lock to – getting there, he's right? He's not even a lock to play. They haven't exactly. even ruled him active. So, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's all that yeah, I was stunned. Deal. I was stunned by what Jennings did last week, and I, I think he earned himself the bulk of that workload. Whether he succeeds with it, that's a totally different question. He's the best back they have. Yeah, he is. Simple he earned. He earned last week with the game he had. He, as Perkins' touches became even with him, we talked about that two right. weeks ago, and then Jennings said, "All right, have a have a seat, kid. I'm, yeah, I'm taking this job." Here, right. So whether or not he succeeds, you know, these aren't great choices, but I'm not ready to trust Rawls. Jennings has earned more of the work over Perkins, so it sort of breaks itself down then to Starks and Jennings. All right, now here's a real tough standard question. All I right. know we need to get the prediction, but hey, don't know. worry about it. This is yeah. what we do. Devontae Adams, Larry Fitzgerald, Des Bryant. How many do I get? One? Two. Two. Standard. Larry Fitz and Des Bryant. I mean, that's a tough problem to have, but I still got to go with the old guys, Des and Fitz. See, I was thinking about sitting Dez here. Would that would that be absolutely insane? No, it's not. But I mean, do you think they're Fitz is the clear number one here? So that we can agree on. This comes down to Adams and Bryant for me. Oh, I don't know if I want to get caught with with Dez Bryant on the bench. But even last, I week, don't want to get caught with either of these guys on the bench. Any of them, to be honest with you. But he had a decent week last week against that horrific defense. But it was just a total breakdown play. He never should have been in the end zone, and that was more than half of his production. Rick, I'm going Adams and Fitz. You know what? I think I am, too. In, in standard, I think there's going to be more opportunity for Green Bay to score, even though he has a lot more weapons. That Baltimore defense pretty stout. Right, and if you look at look into Des Bryant's numbers last week, that if you remember, Rick, I'm sure you were watching the game yeah. as well, that touchdown should not have occurred. No, it should have It was a 50-yard touchdown that should not have occurred. And if that doesn't happen, it looks like every stat line he's put up with Dak Prescott since Dak Prescott's taken over that job. I agree. I, I'm I'm with you. Um, Devontae Adam, I mean, you can't, you got... I can't believe I'm saying it, but... Yeah, but, I mean, it was, hey, we, we've already talked about DeAndre Hopkins. You just right. can't go with names. You have to go with what yeah, they've been doing. Yeah. And I think Devontae Adams is uh, the same thing. So, uh, you know, and, you know, he adds in the chat room that it's uh, – this is the same team from prior running back questions. It has a four and five record, so we need not to have points on the bench. I, I agree with you. That's why I'm going Adams. I mean, I think Dez – is probably the safer play if if it's just yeah. if you were seven and one or seven and two whatever but yeah I mean I think Devontae Adams actually I'm playing is upside. a better play yeah, I gotta I have a win I'm playing upside and that's Devontae Adams all right all right let's rapid fire these Rick we, here we go Dallas at Baltimore or Baltimore at Dallas I'm sorry that 28 game. 20 Dallas yeah I got Dallas 26 23 I think it, it continues to roll not enough offense in Baltimore Detroit hosting your Jacksonville Jaguars Detroit 26, Jacksonville 20. And it was probably going to be 26-7 in the fourth quarter. But, of course, you know, Blake Bortles <laughs> will score a couple touchdowns. Detroit's leading this division. They're playing at home. They're rested and healthy. Therefore, for whatever reason, this will be one of those games, Rick, they can't score. I've got the Jaguars 20-17 to and just a crusher because Detroit doesn't win games like Anybody that. Anybody but Jacksonville, I'd have probably said, good call, <laughs> good call. 
Jacksonville can't beat anybody. Well, you're right. Like. You're, yeah, you're okay. right, but it just I've seen enough of this Detroit. Right. That, that's I guess that's my upset play of the week, if you can call anything an upset over right. in Detroit. Indianapolis hosting Tennessee this is one I'm going to be watching. Yes. And, you know, it was um, – as a matter of fact, I'm going to have to look, but I think I may have predicted – actually the score from the first game but i i right now i have indianapolis 34 tennessee 26 yeah, i've got indianapolis 31 30 here i think it's a shootout it comes down to the last possession and i'll, I'll give the nod to andrew luck at home here and, and I, I i'm starting to think that we're not giving Mariota his due and you know what that exactly was the score 34 26 back on october 23rd so I don't know if I'm just stupid or well we no we know you're well, stupid yeah we... <laughs> but whether or not you're wrong <laughs> right. we'll find out today but you're exactly. certainly stupid all right Rick Kansas City in Arrowhead hosting Tampa Bay I'm not going to pick against Kansas City in Arrowhead um I think it's going to be a pretty good game I like Kansas City though by a touchdown 31-24 yeah I'm done I have completely disrespected Kansas City for two straight years now I got to knock it off and this one's a little easy for me Tampa on the road so I got Kansas City 30 to 20 Minnesota hosting Arizona. This is one where I don't think Minnesota can get off the schneid. I, I think Arizona is a better team. They don't travel well. I realize that, but I think their defense will confound that lame Minnesota offense. I like Arizona 24-17. Yeah, I'm assuming rotten weather up there in Minnesota. Well, they're inside. Are they inside? No, I don't no, that's think a new, so. That's out yeah. there. But this is going to be a whole lot of David Johnson, I think, is what it, they break him down late in the game, 28-20 Arizona. Giants hosting your boy Jay Cutler and the Bears. Eli, oh, Eli 27, Chicago 17. I had 27-13 New All York, right. so we'll agree on that one. The Rams and Jared Goff hosting Miami and your boy Ajayi. I got Miami 17, LA 6. I had 19-6. Uh, we are right. of the same <laughs> mind here. This is getting kind of weird. All right, Seattle hosting Philadelphia. Good late late game here. Yeah, it is. I, I think Seattle is just getting into their meet, their time of the season, and I like Seattle. 29, Philly, 19. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle wins out of this game. was in Philadelphia. I'd think about it a little bit. I got 33-23. Wentz, Matthews, everybody struggles offensively for Philadelphia up there. San Francisco hosting New England. Easily the game of the week, right? Oh, easily. I'll be watching. I'm going to tape it so I can watch it over and over. Absolutely. I got New England 43, San Francisco 17. Oh, so you're being conservative. I've got New England 51, San Francisco 3. <laughs> I think Belichick comes off of a loss. He is off. Now the weather is going to be really, really bad, so that might hold my 51 down into the 40s somewhere. But this is just going to be a boat race, and they're going to run it up on San Francisco. They're mad about well, how last week ended. The, the reason I have only have it 43-17, New England – I mean, let, let's, you know, all kidding aside, that offense is banged up. They've yeah. got a lot of injuries, and I'll tell you what. No they, Gronk, no they, Hogan. They need to be careful. I mean, Martellus Bennett's playing, but he's banged up. He's he was listed ankle. as questionable. Yeah. Edelman was listed as questionable. He's banged up. I mean, there's just so many injuries, and they've got to be careful. Yeah, but New England big. All, this, yeah. this one, Rick, I'm going to watch Sunday night, Washington hosting Green Bay. Who are the Packers? Where are they at? Exactly. And who's Washington? Where are they at? <laughs> right. And I like Green Bay 31-27. You could convince me either way, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. I think this – I don't feel like Washington – is ready to beat an Aaron Rodgers. You know, if they are, they're a real contender in this NFC. I'm not quite sure they're there as I look at that roster. So I think Green Bay gets a close one in what's going to be an interesting game, 27-21. And Monday night in Mexico City at altitude, Oakland taking on Houston. 
I'm going to Oakland in a squeaker, 23-22. And maybe it'll be that 70-yard field goal that Janikowski <laughs> will have with the last second to go down, 22-20. They're just going to look like balloons flying through the air. That's the, the stupid picture I have in Sebastian my head. Sebastian will just have finished his second fifth at tequila. Well, yeah, he likes, his, he <laughs> yeah. likes to take a toot every now bring and then. bring him out and Go for it. You know, there's the goalpost right up there, Sebastian. Pick the kick one it. in the middle. Yeah. Pick the one in the middle and <laughs> kick right at it. Yeah, I have. I don't even think it's close. We talked about just how bad that offense is in Houston. I think that's it. Lamar Miller will get his. I think that will just keep it reasonable. But I had Oakland 29-17. I am officially buying into the Oakland Raiders. All after. right. All right, let's get to the mailbag. we got about 15 minutes left, so we can get through, through quite a few of these. We'll start off with a quarterback question, Rick. Blake Bortles or Tyrod Taylor? Um. I'd have to go Bortles. I think so. I mean, at home, and it doesn't matter how bad they are, they're going to score. I mean, whether it's a close game or well, not. They're in I mean, Detroit, Rick. They're oh, not are they? Detroit. I thought they were in Jacksonville. Are you sure? Well, really? I, I guess I'm not sure, but that's what I have jotted down in my show. Yeah, you're here. right. Okay, I had written it down. I'm sorry. Yes, but I still – it's indoors. Uh, it's, I, it's, yeah, Detroit doesn't impress me that much. I know they're leading the division. They're having a good year. I think Jacksonville's going to score some points. I like Bortles. It's about garbage time for Bortles. Right. It's about the fourth quarter. Like he's going to sober up at halftime. They'll get him <laughs> an IV, and he'll start to put up some numbers. So, yeah, I, I feel fairly confident in that one as well. All right, we only get one of these in a standard, Rick. Jarvis Landry. Boy, how do we only get one? Eli Rogers, Marvin Jones, or Rashard Matthews. We get one in it. And I think the standard's important here. Yeah, it is. I'm going – I'm going Jones. Really? As bad as he's been? As bad as he's been. I mean, standard. Uh, boy, I tell you what, I, I'm really waffling. I don't like Landry that good against L.A. I love Richard Matthews this week against Indianapolis. Pick on this one. I'll put him in order for Yeah. You. Matthews, Rogers, Jones, Marvin Jones, right. Jarvis Landry. Yeah. I wanted to say Landry Jones. Too many Landrys and Joneses floating Jarvis around. Jarvis Jones and okay, I uh, you know I Matthews I guess is standard. I, I'm going to ride that hot hand, but I, I think I'd put Jones at second ahead okay. ahead of um, Jarvis Landry. I can live with that um, against the Rams there, but um, and is that was all. Landry, Eli Rogers is the name you're forgetting. Yeah, yeah, Eli Rogers. I don't know how to feel about Eli today. I, I loved what he did last week. I don't know how to feel about this week with weather and on the road, Roethlisberger. Yeah. We've and, seen too many. I mean, you know, look, we're Pittsburgh homers for any new listeners out there. Well, I've seen too much of this weekend. You, you think this is the most dynamic offense in the world, and Ben will go out and lay an egg, and he goes out in bad weather. I mean, he could have a huge game this week. I expect him to have that, but he could certainly lay an egg as well. Yeah, and and I just don't trust Eli Rogers. Yeah. I mean, I trust Antonio Brown right, every yeah. week, obviously. And I trust um, Le'Veon Bell. You brought up a good point earlier in the show. This could be a Jesse James type of game. Yeah, it's ugly. It's yeah. You know, Ladarius Green can get involved. They're trying to force feed the ball to him a little bit. You know Antonio's going to get his, right? We know that. Right. A.B.'s getting his. And then after A.B., if you can throw that out, then you can start making a comparison to New Orleans, right? You don't know who it's going to be. Any We saw it last year where – The thing is, different... there's not much choice right Well, now. yeah, they're running out of choices. Yeah, you know? I mean, they just – Xavier Grimble couldn't <laughs> have a touchdown this week. I mean, you see it, right? Yeah, it you can. I mean, well, I do Grimble like – Grimble might be out this week. I do like Eli. I mean, the more you think about it, 
odds are in his favor, quite frankly. So, I mean, I, I may move him up to uh, – right behind – I, Yeah, I might move him ahead of Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it, it's Rashard Matthews because we only get one. Right. All right, Rick, wouldn't think we'd be ans- ask, asking this question, but he points out the expected weather out there in San Francisco, Mariota or Brady. Mariota. I think I'm going to go Mariota as well here. I, I really do. This could be a whole lot of LeGarrette Blunt this week. Man, it, I didn't have LeGarrette Blunt in my start list just because I think he's so obvious at this point. You know, well, yeah, been, I think he's an everyday yeah, start. The, the, 20, what, 20 touchdowns, whatever right, it is, yeah. something like that. It's crazy. So he wasn't in there, but 12, I think you see a whole lot of LeGarrette Blunt. If that weather's that rotten, if it's raining that hard, they're missing so many of their offensive weapons. I think Mariota puts on a show today. I think they ultimately lose, but as much as I like Richard Matthews, I got like Mariota as well, right? He's the fourth leading. I can't believe scorer. We're, I can't believe we're saying this. Rick, He's ahead I, of Andrew Luck. We're talking about liking Luck better in a shootout. I just pulled the stats up just to compare. Marcus Mariota, twenty four hundred eighty two yards passing. Andrew Luck, twenty five sixty five. A little edge there. Mariota, twenty one touchdowns. Luck, seventeen. Six or excuse me, eight picks for Mariota, seven for Luck. I mean, they're they are in a dead heat. I mean, they are roughly about fourteen fantasy points apart. Mm-hmm. I like Mariota. All right, let's keep moving here. This was pretty easy, Rick, for me. PPR: DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson. Oh, Robinson. Yep. Start two in a PPR: Gurley, Starks, Kelly, or Rawls. Starks and Kelly. Starks and Kelly. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with Gurley here. See, I'm, I, I can't go with Gurley anymore. This guy has not had a 100-yard game yet this year. And with the Green Bay offense against Washington, not the status defense in the league, it could be a shootout. He likes to dink and dunk Aaron Rodgers I'm talking about. Yeah. Starks can catch. I'll take Starks. I, if you know, I, I wonder if Gurley down the stretch. You know, we'll, we'll see what Goff does today and, and going forward if he survives the game. But Gurley's yards per carry is up almost a full yard over the last several games. He's starting to find it a little bit. He's nicked up. You you could convince me. You could talk me into into Starks here. I just don't know what his role is going to be, quite frankly, if they have any interest in running the ball whatsoever. That's why I go Gurley. You know, Kelly, we agree on. That's why I go Gurley, but I'd have no problem with you going start. Maybe you're – your conservative plays girly and your high end is start. You you could talk me into it, but I, I don't want to get hung up on this. All right. I love when a question starts this way. Don't ask me why I have all three, but I need a QB Mariota Stafford or cousins. I don't know why he has all three. <laughs> Boy, I don't either. They said we can't ask those. So just answer. The well, question. I'm going to, why aren't you <laughs> trading one of these guys to be bolster your roster? For right. God's sake, somebody would want one of those quarterbacks. Um, Mariota, Cousins, and who was the other one? Stafford. Okay, trade Stafford. You can get something for him. But um, I think in order, I am going Mariota, Cousins, Stafford. I think I have that exact same order, Rick. I, I like that. So it looks like Mariota's our start. All right, quarter or tight end, excuse me, tight end question, standard scoring. Eric Ebron, C.J. Fedorowicz, or Zach Miller? Mm. Jacksonville's decent against the tight end. That's about the one thing they do well. Yeah, so I, Ebron, I Ebron's certainly third. I was just kind of groaning between <laughs> Fedorowicz and uh, uh, who was the other one? I, I'm already Zach blanking. Miller. Oh, yeah, Zach Miller. And, and I, I'm going Fedorowicz 
because he can't hit DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> He's too far down the field. Yeah. <laughs> for him, he can't see him. Apparently. Maybe he needs glasses. I don't yeah, know. Maybe be. Osweiler just needs glasses. Well, he's nine feet tall, so it's not like he can't <laughs> right. see over the offensive line. I don't know what right. the problem I, I is. I think it's very, very close. If you said Zach Miller. I'm I'll taking say, Miller. Yeah, it's very With close With Jeffrey out, somebody's going to catch football. Right. right, and we talked about Cameron Meredith. But, yeah, I mean, Zach Miller, you can convince me. He's, yeah. a, he's a good tight end. He's, he's very productive. Take Hebron out, and then whichever quarterback you're more comfortable right. with. Exactly. Jay, well, that's Jay Cutler or Brock Osweiler. Yeah, you Brock. decide. You... Oh. <laughs> All yeah. right, Rick Steve. When, boss? Are you going to get a new quarterback? Why do you want to go off for me? There we go. <laughs> You've got big sausage fingers. You can't hit the buttons, right? <laughs> All right, what do we got here? We'll get through them quick. Chris Ivory or James White in a standard? Ivory. Yeah, I think I'll go Ivory here. He's going to see the ball plenty. All right, we get one in a flex and a half-point PPR. Jeremy Hill, Deion Lewis, Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls, Deion Lewis, who's the other one? Hill. Oh, Hill. Yeah, I think that's Hill pretty easily. Not even close. Almost by default there. This is a good question, Rick, and I, I like this one, and this one's tough. Rob Kelly or Isaiah Crowell? Oh, boy. Kelly's I'll the- be honest with you. In our league of consequence, my starting running backs, of course, I have Forte on a bye, are Rob Kelly and Isaiah Crowell. And as the guy playing you this week, I don't like that. <laughs> I think both those guys set up for big weeks this week. I am very closely going to take Isaiah Crowell. Pittsburgh's bad against run, but also – they like to use Crowell catching it out of the backfield right. as well. If he has a little room to to run, Crowell could be extremely dangerous. Which has today. been an interesting development in that they used Duke Johnson to a modicum of success doing that last year. Duke Johnson's about disappeared, and they've used Crowell in that passing game a lot more than I expected. Well, Crowell is a better back. Well, there's no question and, about that. And the thing is, I think they – the jury was out on him a little bit. You remember he had kind of a little bit of trouble and, you know, maybe Cleveland was thinking, uh, we may not, yeah. this guy may not be around too long. We have to yeah, well, he was supplement him. Stupid stuff. Or yeah. Something. Or political. So I won't say stupid, but, but he's, but he's still a very young player. I think Corell is only like 23, 24, yeah, 25, maybe something like that. The, the very most. But, yeah, I like Crowell in a close yeah, with Kelly. It's by a whisker with me, but I trust – I've seen more from Crowell, right? I think that's what it comes down. And Remember, for a stretch at the beginning of this season, Crowell was amongst the top five in fantasy running backs. Yeah. It, it faded, but – It has faded. He, he has that potential against a bad deep – in a game where I think there's going to be a premium on the run game because it's going to be some gnarly up there in, in Cleveland. All right, regular standard, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill. I'm going to go Hill here. I'm not I think going with the I name will brand. Too. Jeremy I'm Macklin not. out. Hill's got a real good shot of being in the end. I've got no use for DeAndre Hopkins, and you really have to think where this guy was last year to how far he's fallen. He's yeah. going to be somebody's bargain next year. I'll oh, tell yeah. you. I, I think so. I yeah, think so. but i got to go Hill. Yeah, I agree as well. All right, we've had <laughs> these questions, quarterback questions, keep coming up, and I wish I had this problem. we got Mariota or now Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. I think so. Too. I have to He's go throw the ball fifty times. And the only reason being is those touchdown numbers. Well, that, but there's only there's only three quarterbacks ahead of Marcus Mariota in fantasy scoring. Aaron Rodgers, one of them, and the other guys on a bye, and the other guys already played. 
So, I, you know, I'm, I've got to go Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, when you look at it, you know, Mark. Look, they're only one touchdown apart passing. Right. They're one touchdown apart rushing. Aaron Rodgers won up in both categories. I give the slight edge to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the, the tiebreaker for me is, you know, Mariota has been as good, if not better, recently. Yeah. But, but Mariota isn't bust-proof. He could go in and lay an egg. He, he's still a young guy, and we've seen him do it. He has some confounding games. Aaron Rodgers is bust-proof, right? He, he's no, He's going to have a big game. Each and every week. I so. think now. I think yeah. he was kind of. Well, <laughs> we had some issues there at the beginning of the year, but he's got that rolling now. If he exactly. throws the ball 50 times, he's going to get in the end zone three times. I think both these guys are, you know, kudos to you for having both these guys in your team. But I would flip a coin and try to bring in a top-notch receiver running back yeah. onto your squad to get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, move one of them. I don't right. even care which, whichever one you prefer. I probably would try to move Mariota. But Aaron Rodgers might – he's got more name cachet. You could bring more back with an Aaron Rodgers. Right, exactly. So, All right, well, yeah, we got a minute or two. Let's do one or two more if we run over a wee little bit. So be it full point PPR, Latavius Murray, C.J. Procise. Murray. I, I think it's Murray. Here. I love Murray against that defense today. All right, sit one of these in a PPR, Rick Cobb, Spencer Ware, Dante Moncrief, Jay Ajayi. I think if I'd have to choose, I'd have to sit Cobb. I think so, too. I think he's Moncrief a, could get going this he's week. He's a little banged up. Well, yeah, I mean, and we call it, I mean, we're, they're playing, I think they're in Indianapolis, right? They're at, yes. they're at home. I think it's going to be a shootout with Tennessee. So, yeah, I mean, that for that reason, I put hit, um, Moncrief ahead of Cobb. I think Cobb's the third option now in the offense, right? I think Adams has passed him up, so it's Jordy Adams. It seems that way, yeah. Now, those two flip, which makes it frustrating. I know where we took Adams over Dez. That's where my consternation comes in that, and maybe it's a Cobb game. But Cobb was a pretty big question mark until about 10 o'clock last night, the word came that he he was going to be good to go. So, for that reason, I think I'm going to say Yeah, the only thing squirrely that I I feel about Cobb right now is – and Aaron Rodgers, you know, was doing a little bit of finger pointing. Cobb kind of come in, yeah. no finger pointing. He kind of the veteran takeover, calm things down. You might see a decent game out of Randall Cobb this week. But, oh, yeah. You know, it's hard to say. There's certainly no question about it. All right, and one more. Dive into the control room here. Let's pick Oh, up. no, let's go to the uh, oh, room even here. better. I'd rather do that. Go okay, uh, okay. Here's a twist. Which kicker would you keep? More points further away made. Okay, so, you know, longer yeah, the yeah. field goal, the better. Negative points for missed. Okay. Chris Boswell with the Steelers or McManus for the Broncos. I'd have to go McManus with the Broncos, quite frankly. Which one would you keep? Well, this week it may be an issue because oh. McManus is on a bye. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Which would you keep? I'd still keep McManus. Yeah, I'm, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, because Boswell, I don't know if he's even guaranteed to be in Pittsburgh next year, quite frankly. Right. And, you just never know. And they don't kick. Right. Two point convert or they don't kick extra points or field goals. They go on fourth down and go for two. You need one, mister, in standard. All right. This, I is, a, need... this is a tough one, buddy. Stefan Diggs, Isaiah Crowell. It's not a close one for me. It's Stefan Diggs. He's really? a whole offense. In standard, I'm standard, going Crowell. Standard, it's not as good. Well, you know what? Yeah, because the yardage just is. Yeah, I'm uh... going Crowell in standard. Yeah, and Diggs isn't getting in the in the end zone. There's no PPR. It's uh, I'm going Crowell. Damn, you're right. It is Crowell. It, it is because it took what do you have 140 or 160 yards last week, Diggs, but it took 14 catches to get there. So right. yeah, you're right. It's it's Crowell. I'm I was wrong. Yep. 
All right. All right, Rick, let's get out of here. We are over time, and I know you are a busy man. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Asylum Fantasy Sports Inside Slant. We will be back Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, on the Arena Sports Network, arenasportsnet.com. Two hours of pure fantasy gold and any other nonsense that comes to our mind. Good luck this week. We'll also be back next week for Week 12. The playoff pushes on. Yeah, and if you happen to miss last week's show on the Arena Sports Network, which airs Thursdays at 8 o'clock p.m., you can look for it on iTunes or on Blog Talk. We had a real ballistic argument last week, and it was wonderful. (laughs) And I still don't know what you were so mad about, but you were mad. Because you pissed me off. (laughs) So check that out at SilentFantasySports.com. Until Tuesday, until Thursday, or until Sunday, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you. Eat a lot. Take care. This might be better. One of the rare remakes, I think, is better than the original. Well, you know, the original never was really, I don't even think it was released. It may have been, but it was... Dylan had wrote it for that movie, Jesse J- or um, uh, Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett, back in the early 70s. Well, then, I mean, there's been a lot of incarnations of it, but who else was, recently did it? Um, huh, there's the one version going through my head, but I don't know who's it. Yeah, one of those bands you liked in the Yeah, 70s. I do like them, and I can't, I'm blanking. Yeah. Um, not but I've heard that version. I prefer that. I like both of them. But I really do. It's a great song. Yeah. All right, let's go. But I ain't turning back to living that old life no more.